Hello, welcome to the latest episode of the Product Powerhouse podcast. I am so excited you're here. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest. So today I have on the show Megan Stanzak of Stanzak Retail Consulting. I had to say that slow because I keep twisting it up. And if you listen to this podcast at all, you'll hear me mix up words or like twist them up all the time. It's one of my fun quirks. Back to Megan. Megan is incredible. So Megan is a Amazon strategy and listing optimization expert. She's the owner of Sansac Retail Consulting, and she is dedicated to helping product-based brands achieve steady and sustainable growth as Amazon sellers. She is wicked smart. <laughs> Megan and I have been friends on Instagram for a few months now for quite a while. And we're always like sharing each other's posts back and forth because we work with a lot of the same types of businesses. And man, she is just so, so smart. She blows my mind in this interview talking about the ways Amazon works, what you can do with it, how you can use it to leverage your brand. And I know you are just going to love this episode. So here we go. Welcome to the Product Powerhouse Podcast, where we talk about what it's like to run a product-based business. We'll be sharing specific, actionable tips for your online store, chatting with other shop owners to go behind the scenes of their successful product-based businesses, and having a blast talking shop. I'm your host, Erin Alexander. I'm the founder of Alexander Design Company, a web design and marketing agency for e-commerce businesses. We work with incredible entrepreneurs to create an unforgettable online presence for their shop. Now grab a nice coffee and let's chat. Hi, Megan. Thank you so much for being here on the podcast today. I'm so excited to have you. Um, I'm excited to be here, Erin. Awesome. Why don't we start with telling everyone who you are, what you do, what your business is about? Sure. So my name is Megan Stanzak and I own Stanzak Retail Consulting. I am a Amazon strategy and listing optimization consultant. And I also help clients with projects as well. And what I focus on is Amazon SEO for my clients. So what that means is I work on helping them rework their listing so that they can be seen by more of their ideal customers. And obviously the end goal is to drive more sales for them using the Amazon platform. Yeah, this is so exciting. I have, I don't have very much experience with Amazon, so I'm really excited to like get to know more about this. I was an assistant for someone who was selling on Amazon, so I did a little bit, but I don't remember any of it. So this is going to be a really fun conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Amazon, like I said before, Amazon is a beast. Um, and a lot of my clients, when they find me, they have been really overwhelmed just trying to even list a product or even open an account with them. So um, you know, I, I decided to use my experience with Amazon, which is close to a decade to help, you know, help other small businesses. Yeah, that's really cool. So how did you get started in the world of Amazon? Were you a seller or were you always just someone helping others? My background, I spent about, I guess it was 2009. I graduated college from Syracuse University. I was a retail management major and I went on to be a buyer merchandise planner until about 2018. Most of that time I was working with a small family owned e-commerce store. Um, and you know, we were pretty successful one night, Google decided to change their algorithm. And the next day we lost 50% of our sales. So the, 
the owners and I, um, who were also buyers, decided we need to find someplace else to move our inventory pretty quickly, right? To, to try to get some of that sales back. And at that time, and, and still today, Amazon was really the way to do that. So we could just really quickly list our items. Um, we were reselling most of our product at that time. We did have a few private label items. And we, for years, learned just through trial and error. Uh, got in a lot of trouble with Amazon every once in a while. Um, you know, they have a lot of rules. Um, but I learned basically how to list products and manage the Amazon account the right way, the way Amazon wants you to do it in order to, to grow sales. Wow, that's incredible. I can't imagine what that would look like for a business owner who's just like, oh, I don't know what to do now to adapt and learn and try something new. So most of your clients, do they come to you when they're ready to start using Amazon or they're already using Amazon and they're not getting enough traffic or when do they usually come to work with you? So I get a little bit of both, right? So I get uh, clients who are already on Amazon and they put their product up and they can't figure out why they're only selling like one unit a month right? <laughs> They're like, I thought I was supposed to get a lot of traffic from Amazon. It's not the way it works, right? There's a lot of people on Amazon selling products. There's a lot of competition. So um, there's a lot of organic SEO keyword research and implementation that needs to be done even just for your product to be found on search results, right? Then I also get clients who really just want to sell on Amazon, but they don't know where to start. Um, so I kind of walk them through how to do that and where to start. We have a lot in common. I actually do help shop owners with their own store and SEO. Like a lot of shop owners that I work with, they'll have like a cute name for their product. And I'm like, well, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> okay, this is what you've created. Let's go in there and tweak it so that it has keywords and it has the back end or like the research backing it. So yeah, you, you and I do a lot of the same things. So obviously, I don't have to do design on Amazon because Amazon does all the design. But um, in terms of SEO, it's very similar. Um, Amazon has their own SEO. So it's a little bit, you know, unique to Amazon what I do. Um, but it's, yeah, it's fun. It's always interesting, right? There's always a new challenge or new um, puzzle that needs to be fixed depending on the client, the product, the category, all that kind of stuff. There for a while, I worked with a lot of people who were moving either away from Etsy or adding on their own shop with Etsy. They had done Etsy research and I'm like, well, it's similar, but it's not exactly the same thing. And that's the same with Amazon too. They have some of the same properties, but there's different places where things need to be. And each one has its own kind of puzzle piece that you have to work through. Exactly. Yeah. All these third party marketplaces, especially the, the bigger ones, you know, they have their own SEO, they have their own algorithms, they have their own even back end of their account. So everything, if you're looking at Seller Central from Amazon, it's going to look completely different than the back end of a Squarespace website or the back end of your Etsy account. So it's, it's a lot for if you're a business owner that, you know, you're a solopreneur. It's a lot to remember and keep track of across all the different platforms that you're selling on. It really is. Yeah. Is there types of businesses that Amazon works better for than than others? Like I know I have some clients who do Amazon 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 handmade and then I guess there's also the resale side of things. So is there is there a difference when you're setting up handmade 
products as opposed to resale? Or I guess I'd like to know more about that aspect of it. Yeah, sure. So, well, I guess I'll start off first by saying the clients that I generally work with, right? And that is brand owners because I find, Mm -hmm. uh, one, I enjoy working with brand owners more. But two, it's really, really, really hard to be sustainable on Amazon as a reseller. Yeah, you're constantly just because there's so much competition. And a lot of brand owners now want to sell on Amazon themselves, they don't want resellers selling their product on Amazon. So you're kind of fighting an uphill battle as a retailer. And on the other side of that, there's not a whole lot you can do in terms of optimization of your product page as a reseller, right? Amazon gives content control to brand owners who own their own trademark, right? So brand owners can really, really be successful on Amazon. The one thing I always suggest is they're not just focusing on Amazon. Amazon's just one part of their business and one part of their growth strategy. But I think it's really important to have your product listed on Amazon so that your customer can decide where they want to buy your product right? You have your Amazon customer who is always only going to buy on Amazon. That's just who they are. Their information's already in there. They're earning Amazon points. So it's really important to have your product on your website, have your website really, you know, optimize and drive your, your clients to your website to buy your product. But you also want to have your product on Amazon just because it's the biggest marketplace out there. And then if you're a sell, if you're a handmade seller, you'd also want to be on Etsy. If you're a bigger brand, you're not handmade, you're ready to scale, you might want to be on Walmart, you might want to be on eBay as well. But generally speaking, I work with brand owners um, who definitely want to be on Amazon. And, you know, Amazon can just really, really scale really quickly and frighteningly quickly (laughs) if done right. So I always recommend to clients too you don't want to go on Amazon unless you have inventory ready to scale. Mm -hmm. Like you're already at your growth phase. You're already experiencing growth. You're looking for that next opportunity. That's when you want to go on Amazon. That's such great insight that I think not many people who are just starting out would know. Wow. (laughs) I would, I would have never, I would have never guessed. I did realize now that Walmart is starting to add different marketplace kind of sections. And so that's always kind of when I'm shopping, I'm like, I don't want all of those guys. I just want Walmart where I can go to my store and pick it up. Yeah. But I think it's really fascinating that there are so many different options, but I love that you focus on Amazon. I'm always saying the same thing to customers where that, especially the clients who have been on Etsy and or had a lot of success on Etsy. And they're like, well, I don't know how to get that traffic to my store. And I'm like, it's just one piece of it. So does it really matter where the money comes from? Like, yes, there's ways to do it and there's different things to do. But also just think of it as like a branch where you're kind of selling your things. Totally. And I always recommend too, like, don't just list your product on Amazon because you want to be on Amazon. Focus on building a strong foundation for your brand on your own website with your own social media channels. Get that audience built before you go on Amazon. Um, Because at the end of the day, you can't control much on Amazon. Amazon controls you, right? They can shut down your account in a minute. So if you're making most of your sales on Amazon, that could be fleeting, depending on a million and a half different factors. You know what I mean? But if you have a strong audience base, if you've got a strong website to send customers to, you've got good customer service, you've got a good product, 
you want to focus on those things before you get to the other third-party marketplaces. Yeah, that is, that is really cool. I'm just thinking of like, I don't typically kind of see that side of Amazon. I'm like an Amazon consumer. I'm ordering the one ordering things. And I think, oh, they sent this little gift card or something in the package. And I never really kind of paid attention to that as, <laughs> cause I'm, I'm not on there. I, I do the website stuff. So that's a really cool kind of way to look at it. So if someone has decided that they're ready, they want to branch into this, what's the next step for them? Like how, what's the first step on getting their products on Amazon? Sure. So anybody can sell on Amazon. And when I say everyone, there's always a caveat, right? Because Amazon has all sorts of restrictions. Like if you only sell CBD, Amazon's probably not for you right now (laughs) until they okay CBD. But anybody really can sign up for Amazon Seller Central account. You just Google Amazon Seller Central and first link will be right there for you to click on and create an account. You just need a registered business, right? To open a professional seller account. There's two types of seller accounts. There's your individual seller account and then there's your professional seller account. So what I say is your individual seller account is for people who, you know, maybe they bought you know, a wrong size t-shirt at the store and they couldn't return it and they want to sell it on Amazon or they want to resell some items that they bought to make a little bit more side money, but they only have like five items that they want to resell. That's your individual seller account, right? Your professional seller account is for any business. It costs $40 a month, but it's definitely worth it because you have more benefits than an individual seller account would have you're just sheerly going to drive more sales from a a professional seller account than you would be able to from an individual seller account. That reminds me that I, a long time ago, when my husband and I first got married, I like listed books on Amazon to like get rid of them. And then it was like three years later and they're like, oh, you sold this book. And I'm like, I don't don't even remember that was there. Yeah. I used to resell all my books from college on Amazon too. Now that you said that, that I just remembered. Yeah. I mean, anybody, anybody, like my dad, if he wanted to, could open an individual seller account, right? You don't need a registered business to do so. But I always recommend if if you do have a business, if you are a brand owner, you, you should open a professional seller account. Also, if you are a brand owner, get your brand trademarked. Get it trademarked before you go on Amazon. You'll be able to apply for Amazon brand registry, which will give you content control over your product pages as well as like a million other benefits. It it just helps protect your trademark a little bit as well. So definitely, definitely, definitely get your trademark before you go on Amazon. That is a hot tip. I would have never known. (laughs) It's a really important one. (laughs) That's interesting, but I mean, so valuable. And I think that everyone listening is going to just be amazed because I'm amazed. Fascinating how you can use platforms like Amazon to grow your own brand, even having your own brand. You know, I think like you mentioned this earlier, but those big platforms, Amazon, Etsy, eBay, they have their own brand recognition. They have their own loyal customers and they're just a way for you to get in front of their customers. And that's one of the easiest ways to grow a business is by like borrowing someone else's platform, even if it's for a short amount of time, or even if something changes in the algorithm or however it works, it can help you build your own brand and build your own brand recognition, which is why we create that foundation of a solid customer service, solid website, all of that stuff along with Amazon. 
Totally. Totally. Yeah. And what I always caution my clients to as well, you know, Amazon customers do not really browse, right? They don't do a ton of browsing. They know what they want and that's it, right? Most of the time they know what brand they want to. Um, Maybe not most of the time, but generally speaking, if if you're searching on Amazon, you know, you know what you want and you're ready to buy it. So it's not a great place for discovery, right? Whereas like Instagram or Pinterest may be a great place for to find new new um, people for your audience and new customers for your audience. Amazon really is for, and this is what I help with on my project-based services. I help the client find the right keywords that are relevant to their product that customers are actually searching for on Amazon. I've got a tool called Helium 10 that I pay for that allows me to do all of that keyword research. And we focus on really, you know, long tail keywords that are very relevant to the product. So not everybody's going to see your product on Amazon, even if they're in the category that your product is on. You don't want everybody to see your product, right? Amazon search algorithm, and this is going to get really nerdy really fast, but Amazon search algorithm is set up to reward the products that have a high conversion rate, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have a lot of traffic going to your products that have, you know, it's essentially customers that aren't really looking for your product, your conversion rate's not going to be great. And it's probably going to hurt your SEO in the long run. So I always caution, you don't want everybody to see your product. Amazon is not the place for discovery, right? It's the place for people who are ready to buy the type of product that you offer. Yeah, that's a great distinction. And I love how you you learn how shoppers operate on different platforms. You know, like they're not going to be browsing. That's 100% correct. I'm thinking I just placed an order for... Um, <laughs> child safety stuff for my son because he's like a little three-year-old ninja and I knew what I needed and I just went and ordered it right away and it wasn't like searching and scrolling and so that's a great distinction. Are there any times when you think, I I guess you kind of touched on like when it's a good fit, but are there like big red flags that you know about like when you're connecting a brand with Amazon or helping someone get set up? Big red flags in terms of like different types of businesses that wouldn't be successful on Amazon? Yes. And I turn people away frequently because one, I'm a one woman show, right? So I can't take on everybody at once. Um, but I only want to take on people who are really ready to be at that, that step to get their products on Amazon. Otherwise, they're not going to see the sales results that they want to see, right? You know, my project based services are not cheap. So I want to make sure that I can deliver results for clients. One big red flag for me is if images are poor quality or clearly DIY. To me, that signals that their social media marketing is probably not up to par. Their email marketing is not up to par. Their website's not up to par simply because their graphics aren't up to par, right? To have a really great high quality website that drives a lot of traffic and a lot of sales you got to have professional photos, especially of your products, right? Um, And a brand and a, you know, a a designed brand. Um, Those are things that are well worth investing in if you're going to to focus on your e-commerce business. So I always tell clients, you know, come back to me after you get your images taken. Come back to me once you really get everything. You you start working with a graphic designer and and a photographer because 
all the work that I'm going to do for you isn't going to mean much because if your product image is much less quality than your competitors on Amazon, people are not going to be clicking on your product page, meaning all of the SEO work that I've done for you is not going to be fruitful. So it's, you know, it's a waste of money. <laughs> and I, the last thing I want to see is a small business who's like hustling and, and really trying to make it happen, just jump a bunch of stepping stones to fall on their face, right? Like I want to guide them to the right steps before they come to me. So smart. I'm doing like a little inner happy dance because I always say your images make or break your website. Like it doesn't matter what I design. If you have blurry pictures, they look like crap. Uh, Sorry for the harsh word. (laughs) Totally. And I always say too, like, look at your competitors, right? Look at the brand that is pretty close to what your brand is or, or the product that's pretty close to what you're selling. Why do you like their product? Why do you, you know, is it, it's probably the images that are drawing you in and then everything else is secondary. So you can see what they're doing. You know, what kind of images are, are they using? Are they, what kind of lifestyle images are they using? Are they using different graphics to explain the main selling points of the product? But yeah, images are really, really key. We're human beings, we're visual, right? Yeah. Especially on something like Amazon where you're seeing your photos next to someone else's and like in a big group. Because it's going to be easy to pinpoint the ones that don't look professional, the ones that look like they're amateur. It's just going to be like, that one's not good. Totally. Yeah. Man, that's such great advice. I am just so fascinated by the world of Amazon because I'm just a shopper, so I don't see how it works. But you are a wealth of knowledge. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I try to be, right? (laughs) It's really cool to see like the other the other branch of something, you know? Yeah. I work on the website and the individual brand portion of it. And Mm -hmm. it's like, so how do you take this to the next level? I have a client who I just recently updated her website earlier this year. And then a couple months later, she was featured on Amazon, Amazon Amazon handmade. (laughs) They have any to do with each other, but I was really excited for her because I know that There are some people, and it's probably a small percentage, that are going to see you on Amazon, and then they're going to find you on Instagram, and then they're going to follow you, and then they'll eventually go to your own website. Like, there's like this web of how the customer journey works, even if you're just featured on something like Amazon. But I was really excited for her when I saw her get featured, so that was cool. That's awesome, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's tough to get featured on Amazon because it's all really automated, right? Like I have clients all the time who are like, hey, how do I get on this page? Or how do I get on this page? And it's like, you know, it's going to take a while and there's never any, you know, promise that you'll get there. It's just the people sitting in Amazon have decided that your, your metrics are really great compared to the other products in your category and they're going to feature you, right? There's no, nobody from Amazon calls you and says like, Hey, do you want to be featured? That's not, Amazon does not want to talk to you. Amazon doesn't talk to anybody except for the customers, right? (laughs) So it's just a lot of work in the back end of making sure that you are, you are optimized to, to, you know, the best of your ability and then at, at some point, your product's got to take over, right? If you've got a great product, you're going to be successful. Yeah, that's so true. And that's true of, I kind of always say the opposite. <laughs> it doesn't matter how well your website is designed. If your business doesn't have 
the background, like if you don't have the good customer service, if you don't have good copywriting, if you don't have good photos, it doesn't matter how well your website is designed or optimized. It's not going to fix a broken business. So I think we just said the same thing, but like in reverse order. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I I'm a big believer of, you know, customer service, right? That's so important. Not as much for Amazon, right? Um, because if you're selling on Amazon, likely you're shipping FBA fulfillment by Amazon and they handle your customer service for you. If you're shipping yourself, if you're shipping your products to the end customer yourself on Amazon, your customer service has to be better than perfect, right? Like Amazon times you. You have to answer every customer service message within 24 hours. Even if they the customer just said thank you, you have to respond with a thank you within 24 <laughs> hours. Right? You have to respond with something <laughs> because they want to make sure that you're taking care of their customer. And I'm a big believer that you should be doing that on your website, on your social media, on all of your platforms as well, because the customer is going to remember the good interactions that they have, but they're going to remember the bad interactions that they have even more so. So yeah, so it's really, really important to to make sure that your customer service is, you know, doing what it needs to do and wowing the customer. Yeah. It's also true that customers will complain when something is bad, but they also won't necessarily take time to say something was good. Absolutely. You want to make sure you don't have the bad. You know, a lot I always think of Twitter as like the thing that people go to complain on. Like they will complain about your brand on Twitter all day long. And, and you won't get as many compliments, even though you probably have more compliments. So being on top of those things is crucial. Totally. The Amazon SEO services that I offer my clients, um, I offer a couple different ones depending on the type of client and, and what they need. But I always, in working on those projects with them, I always show them ways to maximize their positive reviews, right? For product. Awesome. Product page reviews are so important on any website, right? On your website, on Amazon, everywhere. But positive product reviews are really, really important. But they're, you know, if you have a couple of bad reviews, they're going to outweigh your positive reviews pretty quickly. So it's important to be on it, right? Constantly asking for reviews, doing everything that you can to to maximize your product or your good product reviews, but in a way that doesn't abuse Amazon's rules, right? This reminds me, my father-in-law and I were working together to order us a bed for my son. And I found a really great one on Wayfair and I ordered it. And then it only came, it came and I'm like, this doesn't seem like all of it. And we went back to the listing and we had only ordered like a headboard and not an actual bed. And it was my own fault for not really reading the description, but then all the reviews were like, this was only a headboard and not a bed. (laughs) (laughs) The only one that was duped, but as an e-commerce designer I should have known better (laughs) funny I do that all the time my husband always jokes because I order things like food or or whatever it is on Amazon that I think is one size but I didn't actually read like I didn't read the size and it 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 comes in and it's like twice the size as I as I thought it was have absolutely ordered six travel tiny toothpaste because I thought that they were regular toothpaste on sale Let's turn this into an Amazon lesson, right? So if you are a product-based business selling on Amazon, make sure you make it very clear in your title, the size of your product and all the main selling points, right? And use your images to, to showcase what these items actually look like. Yeah. And that reminds me of, a, of just like an SEO tip I usually tell people. And that is 
if your product is not describing the product in a way that makes it tangible for them, they're probably going to return it. That's the number one people reason people return something is because it was not as described. And so you can eliminate returns and frustration by creating accurate product listing description. Absolutely. But you can also use your returns reports and you can also use your poor reviews to figure out like what the common theme is, right? And if there's a common theme, like say you have, you're selling a comb. I'm just trying to think of a random (laughs) product, right? I'm like looking around for a product. Um, Say you're selling a comb and it breaks after a few uses and you're seeing that come up in reviews several times. You want to talk to your manufacturer to figure that out, right? Like, let's figure out how to fix the product. But maybe the comb is navy blue and it looks black on the image. And and there's nowhere on the product page that says what color it is. And you're getting returns because people are getting the wrong color. So you want to make sure that you update your product page to, to meet customers' expectations. There's definitely a lot of great data that can be gleaned from those returns and all of that. So that is a great tip. Okay. This conversation has just blown my mind. I think Amazon is a really cool platform to help brands grow and expand and scale. I just appreciate you coming on here and sharing with us. So now I'm going to ask a little bit about your business. One thing we like to do on this podcast is remind people that no matter what level you're at in business or what you do, business is not always rosy and unicorns. (laughs) We all have our own struggles at every level. So I'd love if you would share with us something you're learning right now, or maybe something you're struggling with and learning how to adapt. If you would give us some insight to your business. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of a little bit like what we just talked about can kind of go into this in in terms of, you know, managing expectations, right? Mm -hmm. So when I first started my business, this is the second year, right? So my first year, I was still trying to figure out exactly what type of services I wanted to offer. Um, Once I figured that out, I quickly realized, you know, clients come in with their own expectations of Amazon. So it was really, really important to create an onboarding process that one told the customers exactly what they were going to get from me. I was kind of battling with, with clients coming back to me asking for extra things um, on their projects, which obviously cost me time and money to do. So I quickly realized, you know, I need to do a better job of managing expectations for, for my clients and creating a schedule for them, creating an onboarding process that walks them through what to expect Um, as well as just like sales pages on my website, right. To really dial into what I offer for each service. Everybody, like I said, everybody's got their own expectations of Amazon. And and just from this conversation alone, you can kind of get that sense that Amazon, you can do a ton of different things with Amazon, but I try to make sure that we're doing everything that we can to get my clients products, a strong foundation on Amazon before anything else so that they can be successful with it long-term. Yeah, I can really relate to this. Something that I'm working on right now actually is creating better systems within my business to help set expectations. But that's really true of every business and especially with product-based businesses like what we just talked about, setting expectations with your product listings and descriptions and how they're optimized. 
I'm also really glad you shared that because it's helpful for the shop owners who are listening to this and thinking about hiring you to know like, man, she's going to help me figure out how Amazon actually works before I dive in. Because I think actually I know for sure, because I have talked to so many shop owners that Amazon intimidates them and knowing that you've broken it down for everyone so that they're able to really understand and do it the right way is going to be so beneficial for them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's my goal, right? Like I love working with small businesses. That's what I do. What I do after I I left my, you know, e-commerce buying merchandise planning position from that smaller business I worked with, I moved to merchandise planning for anthropology at their headquarters in Philadelphia. And I quickly realized that the corporate life was not for me. And I miss working with small business so much. And that's why I decided to go the route that I am on now, which is obviously helping other small businesses through my service-based project offers. What I'm looking forward to doing more of is teaching, right? I do a lot of one-on-one trainings. So those are really great for Brands that might be a little bit bigger, but they've got a team back behind them and they want to teach maybe their marketing expert how to use Amazon the right way, mm-hmm. or maybe, you know, a, a warehouse manager, how to use Amazon the right way. Um, I love those because I get to really build a one-on-one relationship over the course of like eight weeks or so. And I'm also working on trying to get that formulated into like a group workshop so we can do one-on-one training, uh, well, not one-on-one per se, but maybe like 10-on-one, a little bit more affordable price for for the customers and just get as much information out there so these small businesses can can really try to compete with the big guys. I just want to help other small businesses and that's that's why I do what I do. That's really cool. I really like connect with that on a deep level. That's why I do what I do. I love helping women create the business that they are actually thinking about. Like I love helping them. A lot of my product clients tend to be handmade businesses or, or at least they have some handmade aspect, like they designed it and then had it manufactured. And it's like, I just love helping you get a product that you created out into the world. It makes my heart so happy. So Megan, can you tell everyone where they can find you? Because I know they're going to want to come find you and learn from you. You have such great insight to Amazon. Absolutely. Yeah. So follow me on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. It's at stanzac.retail.consulting, which I know is a mouthful. (laughs) So I'll have to send you that link so you can put it in your show notes. And also, if you go to my link in bio, that's where you can get to my website. It's just www.stanzacretailconsulting.com. I've got, you know, everything about me. I've got my client testimonials. I've got my service offerings, all of that good stuff. Um, I also, in my link in bio, I have a free guide for Amazon beginners. Um, it's really, it's not pretty. It's a Google doc. I created it on the fly um, when COVID hit, right? And everybody was panicking. I felt like it was really just very important to get that information out for small businesses so that they can do whatever that they needed to do to get their product to more to more people. So that's on there for you to download. And I also offer a product launch checklist, right? So if you have your listing up on Amazon and you you're confident with how you've optimized it, this checklist allows you to kind of go down the list, check off everything that you need to do to launch your product the right way, to get eyes on your product, to manage your Amazon account, to get those reviews that you need to get. 
It's also a good refresh too. So if you've been selling on Amazon for a while and you notice the sales slump, that product checklist should help you out. Awesome. We will definitely link to all of your things in the show notes. So it's easier to find. I know I can never remember a link on the fly. Nobody knows how to spell Stanzac, right? <laughs> I, for a long time, I wanted my business name to be this really long thing. And I was like, okay, we got to get rid of that. I know. I know. <laughs> Your name, you can't get rid of that. But I know. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Megan, today. This has been awesome. I'm so glad we got to have this conversation and I know it's going to help a lot of shop owners. Yeah. It's so much fun. Thank you for having me. Building visibility for an online store is a full-time job on its own. Big name stores have entire marketing departments for this exact reason, but you don't need a full team to see big results. What you need right now are simple and quick ways to give your store a visibility boost without adding more to your mile long to-do list. That's exactly why we created the free five ways to boost your shop SEO PDF so that online shop owners just like you can improve visibility and get more eyes on your shop without any additional stress. These five tasks will give your store a juicy SEO boost to help you show up for the people who are already looking for you without touching any code or having a background in search engine optimization. Head over to productpowerhousepodcast.com to grab your free copy and give your shop the visibility boost it needs today. Thank you for listening to the Product Powerhouse Podcast. If you're ready to dig a little deeper into this episode, come join us in the Product Powerhouse community on Facebook. It's the best place to go to find the perfect partner for your next collaboration, get additional support and trainings, and just hang out with other shop owners. You can be a part of our circle by visiting alexanderdesignco.com slash community or search for Product Powerhouse Community on Facebook. And if you really loved this episode, open up your podcast app and leave a rating and review. Each review makes it that much easier for other shop owners to find us and get in on this action.